Hey there! Welcome to Cereal with Friends, a simple show where you can hang out with me and my friends as we eat a bowl of cereal and talk about how messy and also how wonderful growing up can be. I'm Ashley, and today we have a very special episode. It is the finale of season one, and so we're going to have a little party to celebrate. This weekend, I made some very special cereal treats with the help of a few friends, so I will give you the behind the scenes scoop on that and eat one of said treats. We're also going to do a countdown of our top 10 episodes. I will share a bit about what's going on in my life, and then I have some big announcements. So let's hang out and celebrate season one of Cereal with Friends. One hundred cereals was the dream. I'm not kidding. There's this incredible YouTube video of Kelsey and Peach K from BuzzFeed making a giant cereal treat out of one hundred different cereals. And when I saw this, I too longed to create such an ambitious snack. <laughs> However, I am moving in a couple of weeks, and the thought of dropping that much money on one hundred boxes of cereal seemed slightly irresponsible. Not to mention, I was like, what am I going to do with them all? Am I just going to pack these boxes of cereal up and take them to my new place? Where am I going to store them? I envisioned like needing a whole extra closet just to store all of my cereals until I ate them. And so all that to say, I still wanted to do like some kind of weird cereal treat thing, but I didn't know what would be a good number of cereals to use. Um, I wanted it to have some kind of significance and be meaningful. And I thought about doing 27 cereals since we had 27 episodes this first season, but that still felt like too many. Um, and then it dawned on me. It was kind of obvious. I was like, well, the show is called Cereal with Friends. I wouldn't be able to do this show without all of my friends. Without them, it would just be me sitting here alone eating cereal and talking to myself, which <laughs> ironically is what I'm doing today. But it's a special episode, so... Um, I counted up the number of friends who'd been on the show, and I added myself too, and that came out to 12. And I thought, 12 is the perfect number. So I texted everyone who had ever been on the show, and without any context, I asked them what cereal they were currently craving. And I heard back from almost everyone. For the friends that I couldn't get in touch with, I just used the cereal that they ate in their episode. And I'll go through the lineup so you know not only the cereals that went into this treat, but also so that we get to sort of commemorate all the friends that I'm thankful for. So the first person who replied to my text was Scarlett. And if you know Scarlett, that's, that's very on brand for her. <laughs> and so she picked Lucky Charms. And then Brandon and Katie replied, and Brandon picked Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and Katie picked Golden Grams, which uh, incidentally are both the cereals that they had in their episode. So I like that consistency. I thought that was cool. Um, my sister Abby picked Peanut Butter Puffins. Um, Elijah picked Honeycomb. Gideon texted me back and said, this like gluten-free vanilla almond crunch thing. And I was like, that sounds really good. And so I asked him for a brand and a name and he didn't get back to me, which is fine. Um, but I ended up using bare naked vanilla almond granola. Um, and it's so cute. It has a bear on it. It's like 
bare like the animal, not bare like naked. Anyway, it was really good. I'm, I'm a fan of that granola now. Um, Rachel said life. JR picked frosted mini wheats. And then Jake <laughs> originally picked Oreo O's. They had to call him at the store because they were out. And so then he was like, oh, I'll do life. I'm like, well, your sister picked that. And he's like, oh, I'll do honeycomb. I'm like, well, Elijah picked that. So he settled on Cotton Crunch with berries. Um, Brittany was tricks. Josh was cinnamon life. And then I picked peanut butter Cotton Crunch because I love that cereal. I never buy it. And I was excited to have it again. So I was originally just going to do this all alone. Um, but when Gideon found out I was doing this, he wanted in on it. And so I invited anyone who wanted to participate to join me in the making of these monster cereal treats. Um, and then Gideon himself tragically was not able to come over after all. Uh, but we had a fun little group. It was Jake, Rachel, and Rachel's husband, Aaron, who has not been on the show, at least not yet. Um, and so the guys scooped a cup of each cereal into a big pot and Rachel greased our pan and I cooked the marshmallow butter kind of binder situation on the stove. Now, full disclosure, the guys did accidentally skip one cereal. Somehow they forgot to add the cinnamon life. And I didn't realize that until later when I was cleaning up and I saw the box hadn't even been opened. So I just think this means we'll just have to redo the whole process in the future because these cereal treats were missing a very important ingredient. Um, but nonetheless, we had 11 cereals and the treats, which is still quite impressive. And the cereal mixture itself was pretty. I especially liked the detail of the honeycomb and the Cap'n Crunch berries. They were like quirky little accents. And we considered breaking up the larger cereals, like the frosted mini wheats, to be more similar in size to the other cereals. But eventually we decided to leave them as they were. Jake said that they'd be like the meatballs and spaghetti, uh, which then made Rachel crave spaghetti. <laughs> and we also observed that the conglomerate mix of all the cereals smells like peanut butter, which I guess sort of makes sense. I mean, we had two peanut butter cereals in there. Um, they just definitely overpowered the other scents. So we mixed the cereal with the marshmallow goop, and then we all greased our hands to press the mixture into the pan. Aaron was not a fan of rubbing butter on his hands, so we are very proud of him for really pushing himself out of his comfort zone. Shout out to Aaron. <laughs> and uh, once we got the mixture in the pan, we needed to let the treats set for about 30 minutes. So we watched Total Wipeout, and Jake promptly fell asleep. So we let him sleep, and Aaron, Rachel, and I tried the treats, and we were pleasantly surprised. And you can watch some footage from all of that on our Instagram at Cereal with Friends. And so now I'm going to eat one of these treats and try my best to describe it to you. Okay, so <laughs> Alfie's right here because he's like, I'm going to get some. Um, visually, it's really pretty. Like you, you have a bunch of like yellow brown cereals, but you also have like the tricks shapes the marshmallows from lucky charms some of the the berries from captain crunch so you have these really like colorful details and then the honeycomb look like these really like fun geometric flowers um alfie don't <laughs> he's trying to shake my hand like he thinks that he's gonna get some okay so i'm gonna take a bite mm, okay so <laughs> 
the fun thing about these treats is every bite is a little bit different. Like there's not one unique flavor. Like that bite that I just had had some Cap'n Crunch. It had um, some peanut butter puffins, some golden grams. And so it was like this really like honey cinnamony type bite. Um, it's like, it's not, it's really good. I would make them again. I don't know if I would use 11 cereals. Like I might just use like five or six, but it's fun that each bite is unique. It's very, the marshmallow goo is very sweet. And I think it's because our ratio is off. Like there was supposed to be another cup of cereal in this to absorb some of it. Um, okay. And that bite, I got like some tricks. And I will say, I think my least favorite um, part about the treats is the fruity bites. Like it just kind of throws me off sometimes, but they're not bad. It's just surprising to suddenly get fruit bites. Um, I love how there are these random almonds from the granola throughout the treats. And something that's really surprising is the frosted mini wheats at their full size are quite excellent in these treats. They're, they're just, they add a really nice component to it all. I wasn't planning on eating that entire treat. But that's what happened because it's actually pretty good. Here, I'll give Alfie the last bite. Ooh, fun. <laughs> it's kind of hard to chew, huh? Yeah, I get it, buddy. Okay, so I just think that was a really fun and kind of fitting way to celebrate the podcast, wrap up our first season. Um, something else I wanted to do. <laughs> Alfie is uh, drinking water right now. I think he's parched from his cereal treat. Um, I wanted to do a countdown of our top 10 most listened to episodes. So I'm going to go through these backwards, starting with number 10 and work our way up to number one. And I'll just share like a little bit of behind the scenes stuff, maybe a few thoughts about each episode. Um, so yeah, this will be kind of fun. So number 10, um, is Josh watches Harry Potter for the first time. And this was probably the most fun episode to record, um, it was different than most of our other episodes. Um, it wasn't as deep, but it really was funny. And I liked all the responses that I got from you guys about who you would date, marry, and kill, and which Hogwarts house you guys were. So I really liked how engaging this episode was for y'all. Number nine is special guest Abby. So my sister was the very first special guest that we ever had on the show. And her episode is actually the most listened to out of all of our special guests. We had a great conversation about having hope in dark times and about how discouraging it was for her to have to leave her Disney internship early because of COVID. And it's just a really honest, uplifting episode. Number eight is Brittany and the Squad. This is actually one of my personal favorites from the first season. I felt so privileged to get to sort of be like a fly on the wall and watch this friend group interact and build each other up. There was so much vulnerability and sincerity in that. And I felt like that was a really important conversation. Um, so it was such an honor to get to facilitate that discussion and really like help preserve that moment for them. Oh man. Well, 
This is editor Ashley from the future. And that little noise you heard that sounded like a frog croaking, yeah, that was Alfie burping directly into my microphone. So you're, you're welcome for that. Number seven was Brittany talks about body image. Uh, this episode was about growth. We discussed growth in a physical sense, like growing to have healthier mindsets about our bodies. Um, but we also talked about having healthier mindsets about relationships. I couldn't really remember what we talked about. Um, so I went back and re-listened and re to it um, recently. And I was so encouraged by what we were saying. That's kind of the cool thing about doing a podcast. Sometimes you you learn from your past self. You're like, oh, wow, I said that? Yeah, that's actually, like, wise. <laughs> um, number six was Josh and Ashley get vulnerable and potentially witness a murder. So this episode was uh, challenging to record. Josh and I both felt like we wanted to address some, some tough topics. Um, one, we wanted to talk about loneliness. And then two, we wanted to talk about how sex is viewed within Christian circles. And we really wanted to handle these topics in a way that was um, thoughtful and not like oversimplifying anything. Um, but we recorded this episode once and we weren't really too happy with how it turned out. So we ended up recording it a second time after we had some more time to think through the topics and pray on them some more. And then I spliced the two recordings together to make the final episode. And I think it turned out well. I, I had several listeners text me and tell me how refreshing it was to just hear such open, um, God-focused discussion about loneliness and sex. Number five was Meet Jake. So this episode is near and dear to my heart because it was actually the very first episode we ever recorded. And we did it in my closet because I didn't have a good mic back then. And we'd figured out that the acoustics were better in there. So that's where we were. And I just felt jittery the entire time. Like, I really expected it to be pretty easy, and it just wasn't as simple as sitting down and having a normal, casual conversation with Jake. It felt really, really strange to be sitting in my closet, eating cereal on the floor with my laptop between us, and uh, Josh and Brittany were there just like silently watching us the whole time. I kind of sort of hated it, um, <laughs> but I learned a lot. And I still love how the episode turned out in the end. So it just kind of goes to show that sometimes you have got to give learning a new skill some time. Number four is Meet Brittany. So when we recorded that episode, I think, I think that God was doing a lot to teach both of us at that time. So I really cherish that episode and, and that specific time in our friendship. I... I love a lot of what Brittany shared. Um, I know a few of you reached out to me as well, thanking me for what she said in this episode about finding her worth in God and not in other people's opinions of her, which is something many of us struggle with, myself included. So I'm really thankful for Brittany's willingness to address that and uh, speak truth into that. Number three was Jake talks about deep stuff. So this is another one of my personal favorites up there with the squad cast. I went into it with a list of questions that Jake and I didn't even end up talking about. Like we 
just got sidetracked and we ended up talking about faith and waiting and emotions and decision making, just lots of intangible deep things. And it was really awesome. I felt like after I recorded that episode, I had a much clearer vision of the type of conversations I wanted to have moving forward with the show. I mean, I I learned so much just from being in conversation with Jake that day. And I realized that if I was learning and being encouraged, then hopefully my listeners would also learn and um, be encouraged. Number two is meet Ashley. I I don't really have much to say about this. I mean, it was fun to write and record by myself. Um, I realized it wasn't as awkward as I thought it would be. Uh, And I had a couple listeners tell me they wanted to hear more solo episodes of Just Me. So I did a few more. It's... It's a completely different experience when I'm sitting here alone with my own thoughts and speaking them out loud. And I think it can be really helpful for me. I still prefer having a guest on the show that I can kind of interact with and bounce off of, but I do think that these solo episodes have helped me to process my feelings, and that's been really valuable and just kind of cool to go back and listen to. And then number one, most listened to episode from season one is Meet Josh. Uh, I think that this episode really captured Josh at his most vulnerable out of all of the episodes. I think that he was the most upfront here about his insecurities and struggles. And I believe that resonated with a lot of you. So I'm glad that many of you were able to relate to what he shared. Um, And I think that this episode embodies what I wanted for my podcast. I wanted transparency and a sense of community. And I think this episode um, provides those things. So that's our top 10 countdown. If you want to go back and re-listen to any of those episodes, I've included the list in the show notes below, so you can check it out there. All right. I thought I'd include a short segment in this episode, just kind of updating you on my life and what God is teaching me right now. So I'm finishing up my fifth year of teaching, and this has been my favorite year. I love my school, my students, and especially here at the end, I just feel like my job is um, very fulfilling for me. I'm getting to be really creative and I'm receiving good feedback on that. Uh, I have these really intellectual conversations with my students, they're engaged, and my work has become the surprising source of joy for me. Um, I haven't really had that before, and so it's just been such a sweet gift. Uh, I'm also getting ready to move uh, into a new apartment in two weeks. So I'm packing and making plans for that. That's going to be an exciting transition for me. Um, As for the summer, I'm going to California, teaching summer school. I applied for this book writing course, and I haven't heard back yet, but I'm hopeful that I'll get accepted and have the opportunity to write more over the summer. Yeah, it's just been... uh, I I described it to a friend recently as I feel like I'm entering a spring season of life. Like I know we're actually like literally just finishing spring, but as far as like the rhythms of my life and the the mood of my life, I feel like I've kind of been in this long winter that's sort of been cold and frozen and barren. And now like the flowers are opening and the snow is melting and the trees are starting to sprout leaves again and things feel new and fresh and exciting. And it's a little weird in some ways, like things feel very, very different in my life. There are lots of 
transitions and lots of new beginnings, but it's just been so refreshing and comforting after like a long winter season to see growth and life and change. I shared before on the show that I keep feeling like God has really pressed the word surrender on my heart for this year. And I'm getting to see how God is blessing my decisions to surrender things to him. I'm just slowly making my way through the Old Testament prophets. And currently I'm in Jeremiah. And I read chapter 17 the other day about how a faithful person is compared to a tree planted by a river. And I've heard that metaphor before. It's a pretty popular symbol from Psalm 1. But I didn't expect it to show up here. And it just hit differently this time. Uh, maybe some of that was like this chapter also contrasts the faithful person with a faithless person. So the faithful person is a tree by the river and the faithless person is a desert shrub, like a tumbleweed. And that juxtaposition also, I think, meant a lot to me. To be faithless is it's like being in the desert. You have this thirst that can't be quenched. You're overwhelmed by your needs and desires. You find no satisfaction in life. And I just kept picturing a tumbleweed, like to be faithless means you aren't grounded or anchored to anything. You just kind of are tossed about by the wind and by your environment and your circumstances. But a tree planted by the river has roots. It doesn't move. It continually drinks from the river and it never worries in times of drought or bad weather because it is directly connected to a source of life. It's anchored. And it isn't worried or thrown around by the wind. And it, it bears fruit. Um, and I'm praying that I'll become more and more like that tree by the river, that I will be continually connected to God and drawing sustenance from his word. And that because I'm drinking of him constantly, I won't worry or be shaken by the circumstances around me. Instead, I will be free to keep growing in peace and bearing fruit. So all that to say, God is God is changing a lot in uh, my external circumstances, but he's also just changing a lot for me internally. And I believe that he is doing a major overhaul on my heart and renewing things and rebuilding a lot in me. It's been really incredible to sort of watch what he's doing and realize how he's working. So that's a little update for you. <sighs> and now for some brutally honest talk and an important announcement. I have really enjoyed working on this podcast. I've gotten to have more intentional conversations than I normally would have because of the show. I've gotten to bond with old friends and meet some new friends and God has really used this show to help me process through a lot in my life. But it can be uh, time-consuming, and putting out a new episode every week is challenging. I struggled with a lot of discouragement when I started looking at the stats. So on average, I probably spend about eight hours planning, recording, editing, and producing a single episode. That's a fairly significant chunk of my time to devote to this every week. And I thought the numbers would grow over time, but they haven't. I've been doing this show for almost six months now, and our average listenership is 22 people. 
And I don't want to sound ungrateful. I am so thankful for the people who do listen and are encouraged and helped by the show. But I, I just sort of kept asking myself, is it worth it? Is it worth all this time and effort for 22 people? And frankly, I'm still not sure. I thought that this project would be something that I would work on and develop over the course of a few years and get to watch grow. But now I'm just not sure that I see that anymore. However, I have decided that I enjoy the process enough to continue doing it for at least a little bit longer. So I'm happy to announce that we will be taking a short break and we will be back for a second season later on this summer. I have some exciting ideas. I have some new friends. I can't wait to introduce you to. And I am looking forward to what God wants to do with the show, however long it lasts, whatever it looks like. So we'll just see what he has planned. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I hope you have a seriously great week and we will see you guys next time.